Waltz. Elijah couldn't remember ever listening to a waltz in waking life. He didn't know how they sounded, nor how they were performed. Yet every night, since the accident, he dreamt of her, the Swan Lady, dancing what he somehow knew to be the waltz. She was always dressed the same way, her face hidden by a white half-mask, decorated with pearls and delicate flares rising from one side. When she span, it gave the illusion of a swan taking flight. It matched her dress, her shoes, and the music. Her gaze lit up everything that it took in. Whatever she looked at was illuminated and sharp, yet that focus point quickly became dim and hazy without her attention. The dream seemed to move with her. Wherever she looked, he followed. He had no choice. The dream pulled him there. On the first night, he hid behind a crowd of other boys his age and just watched her. He couldn't help it. She was the centre of attention after all. She glided around the dance floor, gracefully changing between partners as she went. Perfect transitions, never missing a step. As she moved, she looked at the crowd surrounding her. As she looked, those boys became men. They grew tall, they grew rugged, and they grew handsome. Their clothes transformed into pristine evening wear. Their shoes shone. Some wore bow ties, others wore fancy hats, some even sported monocles. But Elijah remained unchanged. He was still shoeless and dirty from the accident, still in his tattered uniform. Realising his lack of transformation, he redoubled his efforts and buried himself behind a particularly broad-shouldered man. He wasn't sure how he knew that the man was wearing a zoot suit, but he was certain he was. A hat, with a matching feather, completed the look. Although it was somewhat spoiled by the many tattoos covering the back of his head, a smattering of intersecting circles, triangles, and more complex shapes all combined to give the impression of organised chaos. Elijah woke with music in his ears. The second and third nights were quite like the first. The dance, the elation, the swan lady's illuminating gaze. When the boys transformed into men, Elijah once again remained the same. Her transformative powers had skipped over him entirely. He was still dirty and shoeless, still naked despite being covered. This can't be real, thought Elijah, yet he was being taken by the music anyway. He felt compelled to move. He felt himself shuffling the waltz, moving in time to the music, in unison with the other men. Eventually, Elijah had moved to the centre of the circle directly in Swan Lady's line of sight. She stared straight at him. Her eyes, a vivid and deep blue, shone as they searched his own, demanding to know why he would dare disrupt her special night. There was no doubt that this dance, this show, this event, whatever it was, was all about her. There was no doubt that Elijah 
was an uninvited guest. By the end of the fourth night, Elijah realised he was dreaming. Peering out from behind the same broad-shouldered and tattooed man, he watched the swan lady closely. As she moved, the scene changed. Or rather, it grew. Chandeliers illuminated spaces that were previously dark. Tables of hors d'oeuvres popped into and out of existence. The music followed her movement. It slowed down or sped up in time with her steps. Each man whispered of her beauty. The swan lady smiled and span and smiled some more. Eliza just watched, as captivated by the scene as the men around him were. Turning again, she beckoned the broad-shouldered man to replace her current partner. With a haste resembling a soldier snapping to attention, he obliged, instantly sinking his movement to hers. In that instant, Elijah was exposed. The swan lady's gaze moved sharply from the broad-shouldered man to settle directly onto Elijah's face. She gasped. You? Again? This is impossible. She said more to herself than anyone present. Why don't you look like them? The broad-shouldered man took a quick glance at Elijah, nodded, and made a slight smile. Then he closed his eyes, clicked his fingers, and vanished. The rest of the men kept dancing on their own, although their movements were now somewhat stilted, and their outfits no longer fit properly. Elijah felt queasy looking at them. The swan lady gaped as she stumbled to the floor, her mask dislodged, revealing a mess of chocolate brown wavy hair. Keeping her eyes on Elijah, she made to fix a ponytail, but was interrupted by a loud bang. The room shook violently, lights flickered, tables disappeared, and the dancing men's movement became even more robotic. They now appeared almost as paper puppets, moving in the foreground of a kid's diorama. The swan lady abandoned her hair and began rubbing her hands together with a fevered intensity. The music stopped, the men disappeared, and the room cleared. The dance floor transformed into an endless white void. They were now standing alone, held firm to nothingness. Who are you? she asked. Elijah looked around and shook his head. What do you mean, who am I? This isn't real. You're not real. I'm dreaming this. I've been having this same dream every night since the accident. Squinting directly into his eyes, she whispered, No. You're wrong. This is my dream. And somehow, you have gotten into it. This chapter of Lucidity has been brought to you by my listeners, readers, Patreons, and friends. If you'd like to learn how to support Lucidity, head over to patreon.com slash Zach P. Phillips.